Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. If you like, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate. Don't forget, I have three other podcasts out there. From John to Justin, which releases every single Friday. Coast to Coast, which releases every single Thursday and actually is ending next week. And Canada's Great War, which releases every single Sunday. I do all of these podcasts full time. The writing, the research, everything. So every dollar you give helps keep it all going, and I'll make sure to thank you on the air and throughout my social media. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. Often when I do these episodes, I'm at the mercy of the resources at my disposal. Unfortunately for Oakbank, I was limited with what I could find, and this will unfortunately be a shorter episode as a result, and I apologize for that fact. Before Europeans arrived in the area that would one day be Oakbank, Manitoba, the area was occupied primarily by the Anishinaabe people. Due to the proximity of the area to the Red River and, by extension, Lake Winnipeg, the area was widely traveled by the indigenous. The eastern reach of the bison also came up to where Oak Bank would be, which provided a vital source of food and resources for the indigenous. As time went on, the Anishinaabe of the area would be the first of the prairie indigenous to meet Europeans, who began to arrive in the area in the late 1600s and early 1700s. They would begin to embark on the fur trade, which would greatly alter their culture over the course of the coming centuries. Today, Oak Bank sits on the border of Treaty 3 land, signed in 1873, and Treaty 1 land, signed in 1871. In 1882, Spear House would be constructed nearby to where Oak Bank would eventually sit. The house was built with local materials and using simple construction methods that were common in wood frame farmhouses in rural Manitoba of this time. The home was built by John Spear, who had come from Ontario to settle in the district. One interesting fact is that Spear was one of 12 farmers who contributed to the first export shipment of grain from Winnipeg a few years earlier in 1876. This helped to make Manitoba a major force in the grain industry of Canada, and the home itself still stands and is lived in by the descendants of John Spear all these years later. In 1998, the home was made a municipal heritage site.
I'd like to take a break away from the episode for a second to talk about ExploreNet. I spent most of my life living in rural areas in Canada, and I remember the days of dial-up internet and spotty high-speed service. For the past three years, I have been a customer of ExploreNet, and I can honestly say that it is the best rural internet I have ever had. My job as a podcaster means I spend a lot of time researching online, interviewing people over Zoom, and uploading content. Through it all, ExploreNet has provided me with excellent service. When I'm not working, I enjoy streaming content on several streaming platforms and even doing some online gaming with a friend in Ontario. ExploreNet allows me to do all of that with ease. Right now, they offer up to 50 megabits per second on their new LTE network with unlimited data. Their service has only become faster and better since I first signed on. Today and beyond, ExploreNet is investing in building and upgrading the network at a rapid pace. ExploreNet is rural, and that is their route, and that is their focus. For more information about rural internet options in your area, go to ExploreNet.com or call 1-866-285-2253. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In 1899, a post office would be established at Oak Bank, and that would be the beginning of the community. Oak Bank would slowly grow with the Presbyterian Church arriving in the community in 1901. In 1906, the Canadian Pacific Railway was built through the village, greatly spurring on development as a result. Two years later, the Baptist Church was built in the community. In 1930, electricity would come to the community thanks to the Winnipeg Electric Company. From there, the modernization of Oak Bank would begin. Rural electrification would slowly expand outwards from the community until 1949, when most farms had electricity. Telephone companies had also been established years earlier, but there was only about a dozen subscribers until 1950, when the system was absorbed into the Manitoba telephone system. In 1945, a credit union was formed in the community as well. In 1930, the Ukrainian Catholic Church of the Immaculate Conception was built in stages that would continue for several years. The structure was hand-built by members of the congregation, including Father Ra, who had designed more than 30 churches from Alberta to Ontario, and today he's buried at the church. It would not be until 1952 that the church would finally be consecrated, and the church holds a significant connection to the era of Ukrainian church construction in Manitoba. It's also one of the largest Ukrainian Catholic churches in Western Canada. The church stands to this day and became a provincial heritage site in 1986. In 1947, one of the most prominent men in the area was Frank Van Rysel. Three years in a row, he was acclaimed as the best flax grower in the entire area. And for 15 years, beginning in 1932, he had begun growing flax, where he never had less than 15 bushels an acre and at times pushed 20 bushels. He would say, quote, I never sow flax twice on the same field, though I intend to in a five-year rotation. I keep my fields free of weeds by rotation, barley, oats, flax, butter crops, and sod pasture, end quote. The same year he was featured in 1947, he was planning on growing barley and expected to have 50 to 85 bushels of crop. He also had 15 Holstein milk cows 
and he would eventually get rid of those as with age he was finding it too hard to milk the cows. In 1953, the Oak Bank Baptist Church was built as a wood frame building in Oldenburg, where it was the Lutheran Church. In 1972, it was moved into Oak Bank and would become the Baptist Church in 1987, and the church was used until 2009 before it became a funeral home. The building stands to this day and can be visited within the community. I hope you enjoyed that rather short episode of Canadian History X and my look at Oak Bank. If you did, please leave a rating and review. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. And you can donate to the podcast by going to canadaehx.com and clicking donate. I'd also like to thank all of my wonderful patrons, and I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Colin Johnson, Katie Caldwell, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, an anonymous patron that I truly do appreciate, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Shove, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Rawa, Luke S., J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Thanks. We'll see you again next time.